1: This week on Jordan Jesse Go, Eric Drysdale from the Colbert Report joins us. And here's a surprise there's some boner humor. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cool winter evening in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. getting ready for Yuletide cheer. I'm already there, Jesse. I've got some nog in my refrigerator waiting to be quaffed. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> what, what brand of nog? Do you have brand loyalty to a particular nog? Well, in this case, it's a Trader Joe's nog. Okay. Given the Probably choice. Probably a pretty good nog. Uh, I, I expect mm-hmm. if you want a high-quality private label food stuff, Trader Joe's is always a good bet. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I expect quality nog from Trader Joe's. Right. Now, I will go the extra mile consistently to purchase a premium Nog, given the opportunity. But you're fine with this. I mean, you wouldn't call it a bargain basement Nog. A generic Nog? I love Nog. Uh Uh-huh. I sometimes make my own Nog. Oh. Um, However- Now, is that you just coming in a crystal punch bowl? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes. It's
2: just a
1: dash of cinnamon, though. Yeah. Well, you know, a little bit of pomp and circumstance Mm -hmm. is sexually arousing to me. Sure. You know, a well-set table, okay, is what really gets me off. A gravy boat. Sure, a nice centerpiece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are the these are the things that I'm looking for in a sexual partner. <laughs> a nice centerpiece. Yeah, exactly. Nice deep gravy boat. Mm-hmm, pretty much. So I have some nog waiting for me. And given the choice, a personal favorite nog of mine comes from Mitchell's Ice Cream in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like a Nog that comes in a glass bottle. Okay. Given the opportunity, I will spend the extra $2 to purchase glass bottle Nog. I will not buy the Nog that is liquor branded. Right. You're not buying. I'm not buzz marketing any particular liquor branded Nogs, but let's just say that America's grocery stores have been invaded by liquor branded Nogs. Oh, boy. For no reason. That they don't have the liquor in them already? No. It's
3: not that they have the liquor in them. I mean, you're you're kind of opening up an old wound for me because this just reminds me of the debacle that is the Bud Light Lima that contains no
1: Bud Light. This is a grocery storeization of. The TGI Fridays rule of adding a brand name to every dish. Gotcha. So this is like, as with those liquor barbecue sauces. Yeah. So with nog. Sure. This. So you're you're saying you're avoiding guys Guy Fieri's. Fuck yeah. you, Christmas drink. I don't fuck with the bullshit. Is what I'm saying, okay. Jordan. I'm a I'm a serious nogman. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. Careful listeners may have noticed. That, that we missed last week's episode. Yeah. There was no new episode last week. The reason, well, first of all, my friend Jordan Morris uh, was appearing in a, a motion picture film. Yeah. Uh, the other reason is that I had scheduled an episode without Jordan with our friend Nick Adams mm-hmm. and a hilarious guest. I literally could not talk on Saturday. And so I, that is around when I purchased this nog. Mm. It has been sitting so unconsumed. So are you saying this is some sort of haunted nog At this that point, has stolen it may be. your voice? No, no, no. Like I'm a just, witch. No, I don't think it's a witch. Okay. For one thing, it's male, so it would be a warlock. Okay. Um, I would say the, the issue is that I've had this nog for I'm only now getting my voice back. Okay. We had to have an emergency guest host on Bullseye. Um, you can probably still hear that my voice is a little rich and thick. Mm-hmm. Still ke- kept up at night by a chest congestion. I know it's a sad situation. I <laughs> totally. And you can't go quaffing nog when you're having a chest congestive situation. Sure. I mean that's you cause yeah. You're not gonna. Problems. You're
3: not going Yeah. You're not gonna drink nog. You're not gonna eat a handful of
1: Starburst. It's ooey These and things gooey. Will you don't want to well, get... encourage the mucus. You don't want to encourage the mucus. You don't want to eat something that is essentially candied mucus. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you are having mucus problems. So I've been thinking about this Nog every day. You might hack into like a tissue yeah. and then forget
3: which is your Nog and which is your mucus. Right, exactly. Boom, and, you're and, eating mucus. And
1: that's a particularly big problem for me because I tend to drink my Nog out of a tissue. <laughs> you, wring, so, you wring it out. Yeah. So no, I, mean, I can see. I think you've you followed protocol here. I'm it trying to get like... into the holiday spirit. I have nog ready. So wait. So do you think tonight is the night you drink the nog? I think tonight might be the night that I drink the nog. Congratulations! Because here's the thing: I've got throat coat tea if I need it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I went out and bought it. I bought some vapo rub. Sure, I'm prepared. For a rave. I've got, <laughs> I've got menthol for my humidifier. You've got candy necklaces. You've got fur-lined boots. Jordan, no. Jordan, I'm not going to a rave. I'm yeah. ill. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why I can't go to the rave. Oh, I'm sorry you're going to miss the my uh, mom said I can't go electric to the rainbow freakout. <laughs> Should we introduce our guest? Yes. We'll see how he's doing with regard to the holiday spirit. Uh, he is a writer for uh, the Colbert Report. Uh, maybe you've heard of the television program. Perhaps you've seen him on television as a stand-up comedian or in character as a 1980s novelty singer, which I recently saw on a telephone uh, comedy. Telephone, a telephone comedy is a type of comedy that's brought to your telephone by sure. a friend of yours going on YouTube. Uh, to show you something because he heard that Eric Drysdale is going to be on your show. Please I hear, welcome. I hear those are hot, though, these days. Telephone
3: comedies? Yeah, absolutely. Didn't
1: NBC just buy a bunch of Dane Cook telephone comedies? <laughs> they did. Yeah, Dane Cook's been going around town pitching telephone comedies. Uh, Eric Drysdale. Hi Hello, Mr. Drysdale. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I see you've taken some notes. What have you got so far?
3: Well, I don't know what nog is. I mean, I know I know that it exists as a— sure. But I don't really know what nog is. I know that I, I'm a Jew. Uh-huh. Let's, let's get that out of the way.
1: This is not a restricted podcast. Ah, uh, phew. You may not accompany us to the country club after this. <laughs> yeah. All right. I understand. And uh, certainly we're not going to get married.
3: Okay. Our parents wouldn't approve. So I've had, I, I've had enough nog to know that I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Which right. is, means like a sip, and right. it was probably twenty years ago. Right, it was some kind of pancake mix. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> um, so it is.
1: It's it's a it's it's a drinkable custard, essentially.
3: Yeah. What is that? What's that? That state of matter that's between a liquid and a solid? Like that's a plasma. A plasma. Yeah. A <laughs> nog. A nog. A nog. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: It's a, you're the one with the you're the one with the physics yeah. degree. We should be deferring to you about this, Eric.
3: Um, but so, I'm sorry. So, what is it exactly? It's an ectoplasm.
1: It, it's excreted by a ghost. <laughs> it really is essentially a custard. So mm-hmm. it does actually have milk in it. That, I mean, milk and eggs, and sometimes and, buttermilk, right? And cream. I don't believe there's buttermilk in it. Okay. I don't remember. And it's not buttermilk always. It. It's not always alcoholic. No, uh, it's uh, the alcohol is optional. So it's it, often it will be served with alcohol next to it. So you can add your own alcohol, out of the amount that you'd like to add. Um, I don't myself don't drink, so I prefer a non-alcoholic. Not I do that same thing with pizza. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what, what, I know not everyone wants alcoholic pizza. What do you What do you usually have with pizza? Dessert wine.
3: Well, like a nice cognac?
1: Yeah, sure. But honestly, whatever's around. Yeah, I'll, I'll drink if it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Brandy, uh vodka. I'll just have a I'll just have a like a Hawaiian with vodka. It's nice. That is really good. Yeah. I'm sorry.
3: So back to the nog. Yeah. Uh is what there with a Hawaiian you going to put a rum on it? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, excuse it, me. Is there actually egg in eggnog?
1: Yes, that's what makes it custard-like. Uh, so you actually cook the—you temper the egg in, mm-hmm. you know, like you would uh, if you were making custard. You just don't thicken it as—you don't make it as hot and make it as thick as you would custard. And is it is there? are there other kinds of nog
3: other than eggnog, or is it like whole slaw and it's the only kind of slaw there is? You know what <laughs>
1: I think is that I think it it is a vestigial beverage from the days— when American uh, alcoholic beverages were almost exclusively dairy-based. So I think that— Is that, that true? Yes. I think that cocktails, mixed drinks specifically, mm-hmm. there was always a beer and cider um, and wine uh, and just straight liquor. But mixed drinks, the idea of cocktails, as I understand it, and I'm no Dr. Cocktail, you want to talk to dr cocktail you're gonna to have to go to ted hagg aka dr cocktail all right but i as i understand it previous to like i don't know the middle of the 19th century or something like that most mixed drinks in the united states had dairy that's gross and so this is one of the this is the last remaining dairy mixed drink that we drink and it may be that nog's in general, may describe dairy based mixed drinks. Oh, interesting. Might just be custardy ones. And do people
3: enjoy <laughs> Do people enjoy eggnog or is it something that you, you kind of put up with on the holidays? I love eggnog. Okay, so there are people that love it. I do not love it. Okay. Too uh, gross. But pe- but some, some
1: people have strong negative associations yeah. with eggnog, but I think it's delightful. I love it. I can't get enough. It's like ice cream. It's like a beverage version of ice cream. Everybody likes ice cream, though. Right. But that's why I don't understand why people don't like milk. <laughs> I yeah, I think it's just I think it's it's just it's just I mean a big part
3: of it is just texture. I think it's like it feels like something that you should be eating rather than drinking, right? So right. it feels well, wrong. Merry Christmas, everybody. like like bringing a Jew
1: to the country club <laughs> just feels <laughs> Eric, just feels a little weird. Eric, are you enjoying the holiday season?
3: Um, I sort of don't let I. I I guess the short answer is it's fine, but I don't. I'm not really a
1: holiday season kind of guy. What parts of the holiday season, both as a child and as an adult, do you participate in? For example, do you participate in a Hanukkah celebration do, as a child or as an adult? I do. We light the candles, me
3: and my wife, and we uh, exchange a present or two. But uh, that's that's about the extent of it.
1: Is is your wife also a Jew? Yes, yes, she's a Jewess. So so you don't have to. You don't have have any complicated. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, she's a great girl. (laughs) I like a Jewess. So there are no there are no complications. Are both of you? Do both of you have similar levels of religious observance? Yes. I know many people like myself. I'm not a religious person, uh, but I do enjoy celebrating Christmas as a secular holiday. Yeah, we're not terribly Jewy. We're, uh, but you'll break out a dreidel from time to time. There hasn't been a bre- dreidel out this time. You're hoping to get Gimel, if I remember correctly.
3: <laughs> I think so. I think so. Is now? I, from what I understand, the the dreidel games and the kind of the the kind of uh, air quotes fun stuff that goes along with Hanukkah. That is something that I have heard from Jews that is like. A thing you tolerate, like that's not, or do you remember actually having fun with those? I kind remember of actually having fun with okay. with that stuff. Yeah, um, there the, there are cool Jewish religions, like uh, religion uh, holidays that um, that I think I feel like Judaism would do would would have some better PR if these. There's a holiday called Lagba Omer. Do you know about this holiday? No, tell me uh-huh. about this holiday. This is a it's a it's a scouting holiday. Okay, so where you where you go out and survey? You absolutely you do orient. You're supposed to do orienteering, okay. <laughs> and 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 uh, and fire bows and arrows. Shoot bows and arrows. Wow. What? Yeah, I don't know when it is. What is
1: this? <laughs> what is this in recognition but I feel like, of?
3: You know what? I have no idea. I just know
1: that that's super cool. But um, I, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I'm. Well, our producer Brian went to Christian College, so I don't know if he knows this off the top of his head, but he knows how to use Google. Yeah. What What is Lagva Omer about? I. Um, but yeah, that
3: always seemed to me like why aren't you know there's, others, there's why are other... they putting more why aren't they putting more emphasis on that one? It seems like they should also put a little more PR weight behind Fa Fuhukfest. That's <laughs> where <laughs> no, it's, it's a fake Jewish holiday. I, got... <laughs> I thought about that. Sorry, it's probably <laughs> offensive. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah's
1: really fun. Yeah. Especially if there're kids around and okay. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel, let me ask you this? How do you feel about some people's concerns that Hanukkah becomes overblown because people are trying to make it equivalent, falsely equivalent to Christmas Absolutely, you are not on board with that. I'm not on board with that. You want you want a nice you want a nice my, a, a modest Hanukkah celebration. Let's, Look, you're going to light some candles. Yeah. We're going to celebrate how long Yom, the oil lasts. Yom Kippur is when you're going balls to the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's
3: that's when the party happens. Is there a is there a oh, Hanukkah? Really? Is there a Jewish holiday that's associated with hard drinking or Purim? Okay, you're supposed to actually get. Uh, you're supposed to get so drunk you can't tell good from evil. What? <laughs> and yeah. then the bow and arrows come out. Um. Yeah. It has really to do with is the, that is that an actual? Yeah. It has to do with the story of Esther and some one of the care. I, I. I'm. This is terrible because I know all the fun things about the holidays, but I have no reason why they do. I have no sure. recollection of why <laughs> they happen that way. Uh. But yeah, there's. Uh. Apparently somebody is is drunk and does the wrong thing in that story. And there's
1: not like a Talmud time at the uh, at the Drysdale household. Not really. This is all stuff left over from Hebrew
3: school and i would i would have enjoyed learning about yeah a holiday where you're supposed to get so drunk you don't recognize good from evil but is yes. that like is that now is that like a um you know god whatever that precursor to lent is fat tuesday is mm-hmm. that like a like let's we're about to be observant but now let's you know revel is... in our you know what have yous no i think it has to do with that that story, the, okay. the story of of Haman and Esther and that stuff.
1: Yeah. While we're on the subject of Judaica, mm-hmm. um, I already have one child. Mm-hmm. His name is Simon. But I had a really strong desire to give him a like a super Old Testament slash Hebrew Bible-ish name. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say... I myself have an Old Testament name. However, I will also say that I, most of the ones that I really liked were very Jewy. Uh-huh. And I, I was worried that I would be transgressive or transgressing if I gave my child an Old Testament name that seemed too Jewy like Herschel or something. <laughs> Right. Were you actually considering Herschel? I wasn't like, specifically considering Herschel. Yeah, Moisha though. But those those names are sincerely very appealing to me. Mm-hmm. I like how like solid. What was they the feel. what was the Jewiest one you considered? I'm trying to remember. I mean, we had some talk of like a Shlomo or something.
2: No,
3: you didn't talk about Shlomo. <laughs> Not seriously. Was, I think yeah. that crosses the line. But there, yeah. But, but, I line, think we can all agree. Shlomo if there's a line that crosses it, I think three. you can go with the Josh. Herschel. Nobody's I could just say George.
1: that I'm naming him after Herschel Walker, legendary uh, Minnesota Vikings running back sure. and Olympic bobsled team member. Herschel Walker. What about Oral? Oh, is that Oral Hershiser was an evangelical Christian. Is as that I a oh, Okay,
3: that's an Old Testament name. Oh, and I guess Oral Roberts. So is that, yeah, I guess I think of Oral as like a Jewish name. But yeah, I guess it's as I don't think I know a single person Jewish yeah. person named Oral. Okay. Do I you know a non-Jewish Oral? Only Oral Roberts. And Oral Hershiser, I
1: don't know who that is, but
3: yes, sure. <laughs> He's a, that's probably a sports person. Yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: Apologies. That's okay. Um, I, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Where, would you, where do you guys think the line is between Josh and Shlomo?
3: <laughs> I, I think it's very far apart. I think, yeah, Josh, I think Josh is great. I think Joshua. I think you can get away with the sure. max. Mm-hmm. Is that, I don't know if that's really a. I associate it as a Jewish name, but it's probably not an Old Testament name. I spent the weekend in Joshua Tree recently. That was lovely, not particularly
1: Jewy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about. I don't want to name my child David. Shloimeh? Sure. I mean, Moisha? Those, those, I think that's going too far.
3: What about a Moisha? I think that's going too far. I think that you're going to run into trouble.
1: Man, what if I say I'm. I, I don't know what kind of trouble. Friend, yeah. Moshe Kasher. You could just name Moshe Kasher I think you're Thorne. still going to have the same problem. We really enjoyed his book. That's what we'll say. I
3: don't know what the problem is though. I I know that it would Right, that's the part that, that's the part like, that you feel I'm like, so you feel like it's wrong but you don't know why or who would care. Yeah. Yeah, probably no one. Like if you if you introduced your son to me as Moshe, I would find that very unusual. Yeah. But I don't know what I would think about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I it would guess, be very
3: strange. But I guess I guess just the thing with names is that they just ebb and flow out of popularity. Like 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 I think my name I always felt like was a little strange growing up. I was definitely the only Jordan, but uh you know, I think I think a couple years after me like my sister's age, she's in her mid 20s. Like there's a lot of Jordans, both male <sighs> and female. So yeah, I felt like I had a little bit of a weirdo name, you know, until I was, you know, 13 or 14. And then more Jordan
1: started popping up. I think. See, here's the thing. I think Jordan is an interesting name mm-hmm. because I think Jordan is a name that suggests the Old Testament yeah. while still being super Christiany. Sure, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, like I, I guess River of. Yeah. yeah, River of
3: Jesus uh, was in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, I guess you just think of like the country of Jordan in the Middle East, where you know. Could Jew, I name my Jew child Barack happens. Obama? I think that's fine.
1: I bet you could. But that's his point. whole note. first name is Barack Obama. Barack Obama.
3: Thorne. Barack Obama.
1: There's <laughs> two names. Barack Obama Thorne. You should name him Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> From the billboards? Yeah.
3: From the popular billboards? That name sounds so funny if you just put the accent a little bit differently. Like saying Jack Reacher is kind of funny, but saying Jack Reacher <laughs> I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you know Werner Herzog is the villain in that movie? What? Yes, like as an actor. Yes, like he's a, an it's an act- his first acting role. He's the villain. That's the greatest. Thing I am I've ever going heard at mid- I am going at midnight on Thursday. I hope they let him improvise. Me too. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking Werner does one one for the script, and then you just let him go. You know, you <laughs> just- let him off the like
1: Vince Vaughn. <laughs> you just write down on a piece of paper "Man's Eternal Conflict with Nature," hand it to sure. him. He opens it up, and just goes goes right. He's just off to the races. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I think we've all that's wanted enticing. to see Werner Herzog and Tom Cruise in except an action movie together,
3: except for the fact together. that it's a Tom Cruise movie called Jack Reacher. Yeah, that's that seems like a
1: downside. There was one name that I that, that I really was thinking. Maybe it was Solomon. Solomon. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah yeah. Right. I mean, it's
3: that to me though. Look, to it's me, a though, Christian. It's a Christian Saul. Bible too. Saul. To, to me, Saul. Yeah. What about Saul? I think you get away with Saul. Yeah, but you'd have S-O-L. to have a you'd have, to have a nickname for
1: him until he turns sixty, because it just seems like seems old manny. <laughs> well, I like old man names. I'm sure. not going to lie to you. Yeah, um, our our whole goal in 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 naming our child is to sort of warp the child away from teenageriness and yeah. towards premature old manness. You know what I think people would people would
3: infer. If your kid had a name like a Solomon or Herschel or something, because, you know, you guys are, you guys are, you know, non-Jewish, non-religious, you know, uh, educated people. I think people, it would read as hippie.
1: Oh. It would read as a hippie call. Interesting. Yeah.
3: Well, like maybe that, was, we also, maybe that was the guy who, you
1: know, brought you some water at Burning Man one year or something. We also considered saved your life. naming him Maple Tree. Yeah, um, I don't really? know if Seriously? that would read as no, not at all. Oh, okay. absolutely, no. fish that with a pH. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just read an entire article in the New Yorker about the Grateful Dead. Oh yeah, I've heard that's great. I yeah, about the archivist. Sure. Yeah, and I, at the end of it, I was like, uh, yeah, I hear. I mean, like, what? Still like not, still not interested. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to like the Grateful Dead. You know, I don't want that in my life. Right. Here's, here's well, what you're, I, here's, you're
3: signing up for something. Yeah. Here's what I would want out of that article. And that's why it was, so it was like like I want that to be something that I don't like. I don't I will never be into the Grateful Dead, but I want it to be something I don't actively hate. Like mm-hmm. I would not I would like someone to explain it to me in a way that makes it seem not dumb because right now it seems dumb. And I know it's not like I know like. You know, music fans like Grateful Dead and a lot of people love them and intelligent people do. But right now it just seems dumb to me and I cannot get around it. Like I need a way in to where I can get it. Like I will never listen to it. There are
1: a pretty small number of music fans that love the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Mostly Grateful Dead fans love the Grateful Dead. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) going to dispute the intelligent part. Yeah.
3: I actually know a little about this because I tried once. Uh Um, Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. um, And the uh, the way in is through the album's – uh, a Braxis and American Beauty because okay. they're sort of like – I feel like maybe they're like records uh-huh. and they don't like go on 40-minute right. jams. Yeah, right. yeah. But I think that anybody who goes into the Grateful Dead thinking that they're going to get it from two CDs, like that's not the point of the Grateful Dead. It's like going out and going to the, all the concerts and yeah, it seems doing like the like drugs an, It seems like an experience. It's thing, like a I lifestyle like, choice. It's not yeah. like
1: – Uh, thing that you put on your ipod i found it very interesting in that new yorker article to read about the different kinds of people who make that lifestyle choice Hmm. i thought that was very interesting like i am (laughs) i was pretty unfamiliar with preppy grateful dead guy which i think is an east coast thing Mm -hmm. sure i mean there's not really preppy guys that much in the west coast anyway but um but the that that was totally foreign to me. Like I knew plenty of hippies that like The Grateful Dead, of all age categories, but not guys. I, this kind, that kind of like northeastern college guys,
3: like yeah, like, yeah, you know, like kind of, kind of Ivy Leaguers who wanted who instead of wanting to be in a frat, want to chill out <laughs> and 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 relax. Sure, take it yeah, easy. Yeah, like that is a group
1: of people that I. Don't know about. I know. I know a couple of people like that. Yeah? That they're just they're yeah. I, um, Did you go to a major northeastern university? You went to Brown University. No, Wesleyan. I went to Emerson. Went to Emerson. Yeah, I wouldn't. Is that major? I don't think so. It's look. It's major in certain contexts. <laughs> sure.
3: But yes, those people exist.
1: Those. Uh, what do they? They like the drive around old Volvo. Sarah, or Sarah, yeah, Benic- Sarah, Sarah not as old as um, the
3: hippies. I was just saying, Sarah Benincaso is an Emerson person, so you're back to, we've had back-to-back Emersons, oh, right. I guess. Yeah, I th- yeah. she was uh, after my time.
1: That's also, fair. tough Grateful Dead fans.
3: Bikers. Uh-huh. I believe that. That, to me, is, makes more sense than preppy guy. Like, angry biker types. You know what I think would, would help me with that lifestyle is, like, if I could, like, do shrooms and get a blowjob behind the chill-out tent. Uh-huh. And then I would love whatever was playing while that was happening. Right. I think yeah, it's probably I mean, just cuz I've never been to the thing. Right. That would but that would probably work for, you know, Engelbert Humperdinck.
1: <laughs> right. Can I ask you a tan- you guys a tangentially related question? Sure. And then we'll take our first break. RE Humperdinck. 40 minutes into the show. Is there any subcultural group that has fallen as far as the biker The motorcycle enthusiast.
3: Yeah, it seems like it. I guess my question would be, is that in turnaround because of Sons of Anarchy, which I have never seen, but is that bringing some dignity back to the biker? Because I guess it is a quotation mark
1: serious drama. There are still, I don't think it is a a quotation mark serious drama, uh, Sons of Anarchy. I think it is a silly action show. Uh, gotcha, but it's sort of brutal, and that's what. Okay, I'm. I'm I have not, never seen. I'm
3: that. not really sure what, uh, what you're talking about because I think that if if you think about what the golden age of that was, it was Altamont. Altamont yeah, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> Where like, a bunch of people got killed. Like so what, a, Like culturally, was there a time when they were?
1: Well, I mean, because there's like, like a Marlon e- like Brando, Easy Rider, oh, right. or something. Yeah, Easy Rider would also be when it was example. like a sign of freedom and rebellion and stuff like that. I and that. I think that to some extent, those people maybe still exist, and there's still some. There's definitely still drug gangs that are motorcycle based. Yeah, and you know, the, there's that there's that rally that Sarah Palin went to. Um, Sturgis, are we talking about Sturgis? Sturgis? Yeah, that's now still that's th- the part that's sad. That's the part that I'm talking about. That's just fat old guys. Is it? I don't know. I think that it's a I, – I, could they do? I mean I, – Now, I will say I've only seen it as a subplot on American Pickers. Okay. Um, but when you see it on American Pickers, it genuinely looks like the dopiest thing in the history of the world. Yeah. You know, it seems to me like – Everyone it, is 60. It
3: occupies kind of a similar place that surfing does. It's like before that was a countercultural thing you could do but now it kind of helps if you want to do it to be rich. Uh-huh. You know, like all the places you can surf are pretty expensive to live by. Surfing stuff is pretty expensive. Uh, you know, it 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 implies a certain amount of leisure time that you have. Um So, yeah, and it's like motorcycle shit's probably expensive, right? Like who can have that and a car? Yeah. So probably just like a rich guy. I think people don't have cars. I think that people use their motorcycles. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. They
1: go around on their motorcycles? Yeah, they're motorcycle guys. They ride motorcycle places. The only motorcycle guys that I've known in my real life were gay motorcycle guys and they were dorks. They were middle-aged dorks. Yeah.
3: I guess that's yeah. That's what that's now that
1: I can't where it's, I it's, see I, it
3: now, but without the gay part, it's just like oh, this is something Dad does on the weekend
1: uh-huh. when he wants to feel like not Dad, and that is so far from Marlon Brando. You know what I mean? Like right. th- that distance, even more than Surfer. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Like software guy or like successful advertising entrepreneur mm-hmm. who be- who is rich surfer douchebag. Mm-hmm is not so far from Southern California beach bum surfer douchebag. Sure. You know, locals only guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure, one is richer than the other. <laughs> right. But that's the main difference. One has right. three roommates. Yeah. But, the, but, but the, the distance covered between the guys on American Pickers and Marlon Brando is so vast— it it boggles my mind yeah I mean
3: i it's like what do you want out of your motorcycle is the question do you want do you want to be Marlon Brando or do you want to get from one place to another I, or do you or like some people like the machine like it's a beautifully de- it can be a beautifully designed machine and people like that aspect of it
1: do you think i do you, i think those people think they're cool and badass yeah it's it's it <laughs> is the least cool and badass <clears throat> I thing my, i can
3: think really, of in I, the world i'm not I'm not as judgmental about it as as you are jesse I don't think i, I think I, I think that there is like the fetish, fetishization of the of the machine and uh, it's it can be a remarkable machine. It's they're very efficient. They're they're beautiful and shiny. Um, I think that people can get into that. They rumble your balls. The business with, <laughs> the the business with the you know the um you know getting together in big clubs and making them as loud as you can. Like I don't know about that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I mean I guess I like having their, a motorcycle isn't. I don't think the, ha, ha, yeah. owning a motorcycle is you know
1: is. Anything to to be frowned upon? I'm talking my specifically. Sister's, my sister's a motorcycle owner and driver. I'm talking specifically. There's a specific motor. Now there are a variety of motorcycle subcultures. I'm talking about the kind. There's monkeys I'm on talking motorcycles. About <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> oh, that sounds so cute. I'm talking about. Fat Rush, Russian Russian bear on motorcycle. <laughs> I'm I'm basically talking about that one movie with William H Macy and Tim Allen. Oh, the Wild Hogs. Yes, Wild Hogs. That's that's the people that I'm talking about here. Now there are totally are people who look, look like dog the bounty hunter, ride, but are not bounty hunters. There's people who ride super fast Japanese motorcycles. There's people who ride dirt bikes. There's people, but those those are not what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the specific category of dude with his arms out riding on the freeway, going. Oh. You know that guy I'm talking I do about. Know that guy, and that guy is the same guy as Marlon Brando, and the same guy as Easy Rider. But now he's doing. He's literally the least cool man in the world now. <laughs> well, you know what just I mean? Because he's inconsiderate. Because the pipes are loud. No, because he's such a fat dork. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: it's the inconsideration of the of the of the loud pff, that stuff that that really gets me. It's not. It's not the posing. Like the guy a guy with a powerboat. They're posers of all of all stripes,
1: and we have to deal with that. Sure. I know, but I don't think I don't think there's any cool people left doing that. <laughs> but it's such a huge subculture. It is a huge cultural phenomenon in our country. Sturgis, the thing, the big motorcycle rally, like hundreds of thousands of people go to that. Hundreds, multiple hundreds.
3: Uh, 50,000 Elvis fans can't be wrong. That's true. Yeah, or that's 50 true. million? Is it 50 million? Probably right. 50 million. That's Those a, are both big numbers. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take 1,000 well, personally. Uh, I'm going to go 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm undercutting you. No, I'm 5, using a prices Right type strategy. 5,000 Elvis p- fans could be wrong. I'm lowballing you. I'm lowballing both you guys. Elvis can't be wrong.
1: Sure, you cannot. No. That's why I'm eating this peanut butter and banana sandwich right now. Yep. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. <laughs> Jesse Thorne here, proprietor of MaximumFun.org. Look, we had a great time in the Poconos and everything, but there's no way we are forgetting about our annual trip to Lake Arrowhead here in Southern California. So, unless the world ends first by Mayan prophecy, MaxFunCon West will be held May 31st through June 2nd, 2013. Join us for a showcase of elite stand-up comedy performers in the woods, plus informative classes and talks from some of the best creative minds in the nation. If you've been to MaxFunCon before, get ready to reunite with your old friends. And if you're a first-timer, get ready to make a whole ton of new ones. Registration is now open at MaxFunCon.com. So act fast. MaxFunCon pretty much always sells out. And we don't expect this year to be any different. Remember, go to MaxFunCon.com.
2: Hey folks, this is Kevin Allison of The State and the podcast RISK, where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. RISK is the latest addition to the roster of podcasts at Maximum Fun, and it is jam-packed with unforgettable stuff. Your favorite writers, comedians, even fans like you, share X-rated stories, outrageously hilarious stories, tear-jerking stories you won't believe. How real and raw and surprising risk can be both radio style stories and stories told at our live shows. You've heard people say, oh, too much information. Don't be sharing that in mixed company. Well, at risk, we say, screw that anything goes. So you've got a treasure trove of jaw dropping entertainment to dig into my friend. Look us up at MaximumFun.org or risk-show.com. Or, of course, just go to podcast at the iTunes store and search for risk.
1: Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eric Drysdale trainee. well by the end of the show, we'll see where you get to.: All right, Eric.
3: By the end of the show, manager. Maybe associate. People advance very fast in this business., a
1: lot of people quit.
3: Host. That's true. That's La- big turnaround. Big turnaround. Yeah. Um, uh, Eric,
1: do we have a holiday update?
3: Yes. Well, we've learned that Lagaba Omer is the 33rd day of the counting of the Omer, which is the 49 days between Pesach and Shavuot. Right. Pes- Pesach, sure, Pesach. sure. I don't think you don't need to explain this.
1: This is, this is stuff everybody knows. Passover and- It and, gets to
3: the good stuff. And Shavuot being the, uh, the, the birthday for the Torah, basically. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, And, yes, it is indeed a a holiday of – this is, by the way, Wikipedia. I did just remember this. Uh, (laughs) They looked this up. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it is indeed a a holiday of bows and arrows and shooting bows and arrows, uh, camping, outdoors activities, bonfires. Wow.
1: But we do not know why why this holiday is celebrated. In this way. I don't know. I bet that, like – rascally
3: Jewish children behind their parents' back call it log boner. <laughs> Probably. Do you think that? Mm-hmm. I also think that.
1: You know what I think? Hmm. I think if there is any group, if there's any occupational group represented in the Jordan-Jesse-Go audience, it is rabbis. <laughs> sure. And there's no doubt that there are... Now, these will be reform rabbis. Probably. That doesn't... Yeah. That, I mean, uh, I mean, if I you're know in a reform synagogue... You're going to have this fucking field day that's in the Talmud, right? This Talmudic field day yeah. is definitely on. Yeah. No matter what type of Judaism you're practicing, the things I don't
3: remember—I don't remember it being a thing. Like I do not I, I went to Hebrew school, and there was not a big deal made of log boomer uh, that I can remember. Well, action item, rabbis. I know, and other Talmudic scholars, right? They're out there. there. Independents. Yeah, sure. Indie, indie scholars. No yeah. Kabbalahs, though. Yeah, no
1: Kabbalahs, please. Yeah. <laughs> Only actual religions. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ma- Madonna may participate. Yeah, for sure. Exception Madonna for Madonna. Madonna wants to come in here. We're not going to turn her away. I no. don't know if we should give Madonna a bow and arrow. <laughs> That's true. That's true. She's got, a, she's got the strength in the arms. Yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is, can you please tell us what – why a field day specifically? that I couldn't figure out because we couldn't we figure had. this out. So, well, the rabbis
3: I, out there, the bow and arrow is apparently, uh, uh, and again, I'm I'm skimming from Wikipedia, has to do with the fact that there's a rainbow because God said that He would never. This is on the Wikipedia page that okay. God said that He would never destroy the world by a flood again. Also, oh. some kind of Noah's Ark holiday. Well, that part of it is, he
1: <laughs> said he would destroy if he had to destroy the world. It would be a, a rain of
3: arrows, <laughs>
1: <laughs> a plague of leprechauns. He said. Okay. He said, not no more floods.
3: Okay, so don't worry well, he about hasn't flooding kept that. Well, he didn't end the world, um, right? But there has been, isn't that what floods? the TLC song "No Floods" is about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But seriously, driving along, sticking your head out the window,
1: sure. I know. I know. We have. I'm going to say. In our audience, ten to fifteen rabbis.
2: That's fair, and I think that's a baseline.
1: That's a baseline. That's my guarantee. Do you think rabbis rabbis. listen the day it comes out, or do you think the rabbis like save them up and then listen to like two or three back to back? Well, I mean, it depends how observant they are and what day it comes out. It always comes out on Monday, so we're safe there. Yeah.
3: Now, are you? I hope that you're not you're not making fun of rabbis here. No, not at you, all. Do you sincerely believe that you have ten yes. ten rabbis? Yes, okay. I definitely okay. think.
1: Okay, look, there are good. certain. Okay, because I want to defend people... rabbis
3: because I've had really great no, rabbis. in No, personally, day. every time I walk down Fairfax Avenue, I get a corned beef sandwich shoved into my hands by a fan. No. So, oh,
1: excellent. Okay, I good. Say, uh, I know. Sincerely, I I this is not uh this is not any kind of joke. I think that we definitely. I feel like, and again, specifically, I would say reform rabbi. You know, yeah. I bet we have. I a, would say I the bet, rabbi equivalent of a youth minister, right? However, I do think that they're definitely represented yeah. in our. I audience. bet we have some like um, progressive lady rabbis as well. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's the core of our. And cool dad rabbis. Sure. Those are the two main types. Is Claude Brunesser actor count? He's not a rabbi. He probably doesn't listen, though. He's just a Jewish person. Well,
3: eh. I've had some uh, awesome, awesome rabbis. Uh, One story that is like a quintessential rabbi story, like it has a rabbi punchline. Like it's just, (laughs) it's a sweet little thing that uh, uh, I was out with a friend in uh, Vancouver, was living there, and the... uh, I w- was learning how to juggle. I was a teenager, and I was juggling. And so you were one of the cool kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were like a jock. Yeah, kind I of. know your type. Well, You're yeah, sure. you were the sport, one right shoving my head in the toilet during free period. Exactly. Yeah, I know your type. Um, juggling, Drysdale. doing push-ups, the usual. Walk- sure. Walking along the street with a friend, learning how to juggle, and uh, I Is ran. It tough a- to juggle while getting a blowjob. <laughs> I often have, <laughs> have that I... problem a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Not that close of a friend. The, um, so walking and it, it was a Saturday and I run into the rabbi from my congregation, Rabbi Kahana, and he – not the Rabbi Kahana, a different Rabbi yeah. Kahana. Um, and he I, – I say, is it OK? Oh, I, mean, I was embarrassed and I said, is it OK to juggle on, on Shabbat? And he said, it is mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing that actually happened.
1: That's See, great. That's it, the
3: kind of rabbi that's listening to Jordan yeah, as he goes. Sure. With well, one with a lot of good one liners.
1: Yeah. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That is fun. Can like, I, that's a
3: rabbi dropping rabbinical wisdom. Sure.
1: Rabbi, yeah, rabbinical- we need some wisdom about this field day. So, 206 984 fun Give us a call. Give us a little more background on this, more than we can just get from Wikipedia. And look, if you're an independent, if you're an independent Talmudic scholar, if you're, you know, if you're at the, you know, Foundation for American Progress Talmud Division, <laughs> if you're at the Heritage Foundation, if you're at the People for the American Way Talmud Division again, give us a call 206 for fun. But do mention, if you're not an actual rabbi, I mean, I want to know what's coming from a rabbinical source and what's coming from an independent interpretive source. Yeah, we don't want one of these fly-by-night kind of, you know, g-
3: get-a-post-office-box
1: kind of rabbis. If you just sure. worked as a key grip on the movie Pie, that doesn't, that doesn't qualify you to give us advice on this topic, okay? Just if there's yeah. any key grips or best for sure. If you did shrooms and went to see Life of Pi, <laughs> I would like to yes. hear about
4: what that
3: was yeah, like. Yeah, what was that like? I think
1: that that qualifies as a Talmudic education. 206-9844-FUN or at org. Can I say one thing on this juggling topic? Okay. So recently on the program, um, I took the opportunity when a listener called in to talk about attending a circus class mm-hmm. – to discuss my feelings about circus skills. In short, I am opposed to them. Specifically, I am opposed to their acquisition. Now, I did receive some blowback. And sadly, blowback is not when you do shrooms and go behind a tent at a grateful <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> In this case, the blowback came from a listener named Matt Ricardo who is, uh, uh, he is I, I knew him as a, uh, a put-this-on reader. Uh, he contacted me once, and, uh, or actually I read somebody sent me something about an interview that he did where he talked about how the clothes that he wore were very important to his work, and uh, I posted on put-this-on, and then he sent me a tweet and said, hey, I read tw- put-this-on. So uh, at, the t- at that time, I went on the internet. I typed his name into the internet. I wonder what this guy's act is because it's something like Neo Vaudevillian. He does something pretty spectacular. I mean, I'm sure he has a variety of things in his act. But the thing that I saw him do was a really great thing where, you know, that thing that a magician does where they pull uh, a tablecloth off from a fully set table and everything stays there, right? So Matt quite brilliantly does this in reverse. He has a fully set table with no tablecloth and he puts a tablecloth on the table underneath the stuff. Which is pretty fucking impressive. Sure. Amazing. Now, I want to be absolutely clear. If you have amazing circus skills like this, um, I am impressed by that. Uh, I, I, I you want just don't to want to hang it. out with the person while they're learning to do that. Yes. Okay. So I want to watch it, especially if it's short. <laughs> and as Matt pointed out in his email to us, I did invite him on Jordan Jesse Go both because he seemed like a fun guy and because I was like, I bet he can do some crazy shit that everyone would be like, holy shit. Sure. Great for a podcast. Right. Yep. So you want the most visual trick possible <laughs> right. for a podcast. Is this we'll your card? This... It is. That was my card. However, people, so the highest levels of the circus skill community who have these amazing skills, with the possible exception of Penn Jillette, seem are, are amazing to me and I support them okay Pendulette seems like a dick sure um now I want to be clear Teller from Penn and Teller seems like a peach Teller seems great from everything I've heard he was a great guy I hear you Pendulette just seems like kind Did of. do you a read that guy. thing about how Teller is trying
3: to like um, you- trademark his magic tricks
1: yeah and he's fighting these people who have been stealing some of their signature,
3: yeah, I thought stuff. that was great, and it made me love teller because i am a i and I cannot stand penn
1: I will tell penn you is that like what penn is like the kind of guy who's like one of my worst kind of teller has interacted yeah. uh with some of my public radio colleagues mm-hmm. in a public radio context, and they have nothing but the absolute most glowing and these are people yeah. who I really like and I really trust their opinion. And they have absolutely glowing things to say. They say sure. he is a perfect gentleman, a wonderful man, a brilliant uh, and amazing. However, the, tr- the sad truth is that one acquires these skills through years of being the most annoying person in the world. <laughs> there is no way to learn circus skills because of the intensity of the training involved and the type of people who are doing this with you. Without being annoying, almost all of the time. You 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 disagree, Drysdale? Well, I think that there are two things going on here. I think you're conflating
3: uh, magic skills and circus skills. Okay. Um, and I don't
1: I don't know if there's. Look, there are. I'm look. If you're a Kazakh and you happen to be really good at bareback horse riding, <laughs> that's a circus skill. I'm exempting here. Okay. I'm talking about your American teens who are going to a class to learn. To do things to do uh jump on a trampoline, uh do things with devil sticks, uh juggle yeah it's, uh, yeah it's like, do magic tricks,
3: yeah it's like <laughs> right it's it's the it's like the worst parts of being a drama geek, yeah, but like without. Right. With less like charisma, maybe it's embarrassing, I guess. But I would not discourage any any yeah. teenager from going out and and trying to do the devil sticks.
1: I mean, that's that's a rite of passage. I mean, would you not discourage a teenager from? I, I say learn to be. I, I say learn to cook. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that everybody people like cooking. Hmm.
3: I think everybody, like, <laughs> has to, like, take up something embarrassing. No one likes yeah, devil sticks. Sticks. I think it is part of, I think it I is think part of t- teendom <coughs> is, is, like, getting into something weird and embarrassing. Absolutely, I think and it, then, like, you know, it's, and it's sometimes you jettison in it and sometimes you don't. But I think that, yeah. It's, right. And then, and then if you really become good at it, it's no longer embarrassing. Yeah. Like, it's, you, you transcend the, yeah, either you ditch it when you, I think you ditch no, it when you learn like that it's. it's ultimate Frisbee. What's, well I think well here okay i, I here's the point Frisbee I was here's golf. the point I was gonna make is that like I think when you learn that that thing you're into is antithetical to getting laid, then uh-huh. you get rid of it,
4: uh-huh,
3: or you get really good at it and it helps you get laid right, and so I think it is this cusp of puberty thing that I think juggling is baseball card collecting, devil sticks, you name it um. So, yeah, I think you, you either when you hit puberty and want to have sex, you either get so good at it that it helps you or you get rid of it.
1: But I would characterize this as a relatively annoying version of that. If sure. someone is into, some are more annoying than others. If for someone's sure. really into fishing, mm-hmm. it does not bother me that I might they might be way more into fishing than I am. And I don't I don't want to go fishing with them. I'm talking about, you know, I'm 17 and my friend is 17. He's really into fi- my my brother sure. got really into fishing as a teenager. It was really weird. <laughs> he may still be into fishing. He's probably listening right now. But that now. could have just as easily been devil sticks. That's my point. So my point is that's why you learn to cook. Learning to cook is great. Everyone will love you if you learn to cook. They'll love to tr- they'll love to eat the things that you make on the way to being good. They will, it, will, it will be a very pleasant skill for you to have. And if you happen, all the intermediary levels of learning to cook are still pretty solid. All the intermediary levels of learning to fish are not bothersome to anyone. You're you're speaking
3: from the perspective of, an, of of an adult, and I think it would be very difficult to convince a teenager that it would be cool to cook. Yeah, I think. You I, just, yeah, I mean, especially I, I think I,
1: with with I, boys, not, for sure, or, that stigma is going to like. Not, or, this mean, was an adult in this in the case of the person that I was suggest, uh, that I was guiding away from circus skills. Sure, okay,
3: not not that you
1: not that you would um necessarily. Oh my God! What was I talking about? I don't know. I look. I'm not going to blame teenagers for doing weird, dorky things. Yeah, right. I will encourage them to do other things that are less annoying, though.
3: Well, the thing is, is that is in the in the mind of a, a teenager, is cooking less dorky than doing. No, but it's yeah. less annoying. Yeah, you're less. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. But your se- your sense it's of it's definitely less annoying. You have to just have a warped sense but of what's dorky and what's not when you're a teenager, you know. And you just, I don't, yeah, I think, you, I think. I think you're just gonna make some mistakes. But you're just part... gonna make a lot of mistakes. I got I mean if I like
1: catalog all that my we should old write hobbies. off all teenagers and
3: consign them to devil sticks? Yes. The thing is is that I think that what another thing that people that teenagers get out of the devil sticks is like I can go into my room and do this and close the door and put on the music and <laughs> and and yeah. it's something I can control. And like Chemical Brothers. Yeah. And beauty. I don't and I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that cooking gives that same sense of escape. I'm gonna go into the kitchen where mom hangs out. And uh, and do what mom does in the kitchen. Yeah, I guess.
1: I guess I'd rather they collect rocks. <laughs> There's an implied <laughs> the, part of the thing about circus skills, specifically. Okay, is that part of it is you imposing yourself on others? I see what you're saying. Because yeah, you I, see I, what mean, what I mean, Cause, cause you, That's you, why I think to the the most true thing said is that Jordan said it's all the worst parts of being a drama geek, like the drama geekery is bad and embarrassing Um, and uh, Jordan and I were both I went to theater high school Mm -hmm. I did theater four hours a day for four years okay Yeah. I but I think that's I mean, that was
3: our devil sticks, though, you know, like that was our devil sticks. And what we used it for is like we didn't become theater people like you and I aren't at the Ashland Shakespeare Festival right now. We kind of took some of those skills and, you know, mutated into like comedy, which is more socially acceptable, which, you know, still has a dorkery to it. But is, you know, is I mean, who do you want to hang out more with a Shakespearean? you know, summer stock actor or a comedian, eh, probably the comedian. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, we I think I mean, I think we definitely ditched our drama dorkery. But to some
1: extent, to some extent, eh, you may be overstating the extent to which we've ditched our drama dorkery. <laughs> sure. Jordan.
3: No, no, no. I mean, it's still there. I guess ditched is the wrong word, but I guess made it made it not embarrassing look i'm not, not saying, totally embarrassing again i'm, I'm not
1: saying i'm not going to blame teenagers for anything that they do sure. all teenagers do weird awkward things mm-hmm. we all did as teenagers etc cetera, etc cetera. i also am i i also am am i also am not going to impugn those with amazing skills yeah i think amazing skills are amazing Even though I would never want to acquire amazing skills.
3: God, I mean, this is some weird – I bet it is – it's like this weird like powering through or this kind of – there's this all or nothing quality to it. Because I bet the guy who swooshes the tablecloth under all the stuff probably gets laid like crazy. But I bet there was an interim where he didn't. I bet there was an interim where he wasn't, you know, like – yeah, yeah well, Maybe that's the same with like open mic comedians too. I mean, like, like who gets laid less than that? But ballroom I mean, you... dancing, yeah, take a ballroom. ballroom dancing. I don't give a <laughs> shit. So we're, we're going on this. Just assumption don't
1: that... impose it on me. the The, f- the part about right. circus skills is that the person that is learning circus skills wants to show you. Yeah, and what's, that's the part what's that, bad that I don't, that? Like. You don't like. I don't want to see it. I hate seeing it. I hate like a going... juggling. <laughs> like I'm... I don't like. Look, hey, if look. if somebody's an amazing fucking juggler. I I would be fine with seeing a little bit of their juggling. In a theater setting. In a what you I mean, don't want even... somebody
3: coming up to you and saying, look at this.
1: I don't know. Like if Jordan Jordan is a close friend of mine. I care very much about Jordan. If Jordan was really good at juggling and he wanted to show me a juggling thing he could do, I would be like, That's fine, and it would be totally fine. But he'd have to be really good like if Jordan was just learning to juggle it would annoy me very much if he wanted to show me his juggling. So it's the same
3: thing. It's like a like and going people to a, go into yeah.
1: circus skills specifically it's like going because to see, it's they like want to show it's you like
3: stuff. It's like going to see your friends in an six, open mic or, yeah. I was gonna say six p.m. improv show. Oh um, yeah, I used to do there in New York. There used to be a four o'clock p.m. stand-up show. That's at, when comedy at, happens. at the Gotham at the Gotham <laughs> the Comedy late Club. Afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess all of this stuff. Is embarrassing to watch until the person gets good at it. Anyway, yeah, but then a it's lot amazing. of it, d- or a lot or downright it, like but for musician, right sometimes downright unpleasant. Right. Oh god, yeah, right, yeah. Friends band too. That's that, yeah, that's can be as <laughs> that's that's like amateur juggling, but it's about an hour long. But yeah. here's
1: the thing, like the circus skills, they they want to impose that upon you at any time. It's not just that they want you to come to their circus show. <laughs> sure. Right you mean their circus like they're just
3: <laughs> <laughs> you mean the circus
1: they they're just doing it, yeah, around is it possible, and it's all up in your face, I remember here's the thing i went I went to theater high school, yeah, and I would say that the four or five most aggressively needy. And not necessarily most talented people in my theater high school. Where, uh, frankly, most of the people in my theater high school were at least pretty talented. I mean, you had to get an audition to get in and stuff. But the people who really were annoying <laughs> went into, theater, into circus skills. Because in circus skills, they're always being annoying. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, I, now that we're,
3: I mean, I guess the only time that I have really encountered this, like, actually face-to-face, is like the quad at UC Santa Cruz. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Well, you would have never lived in San Francisco. No. So, can we, can we enumerate the circus skills that you're talking about? You're talking about juggling. Talking what about else?
1: Juggling, Unicycle about juggling and tumbling. Unicycle riding? Unicycle riding, riding big time. Mm-hmm. Tumbling. Um, I, <laughs> see, tumbling I wouldn't have thought. Tumbling, but not for sport. Okay, so you're saying. Okay, it's tumbling by non-athletes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, tumbling by about people. fat tumbling? <laughs> no, I'm just talking about, like... Some sort of fatso tumbling. Like, look, there are people who, like, did gymnastics and then get into tumbling. There's, like, German guys that are doing tumbling. Well, what do you have against tumbling? Or, like, it's Russian a, guys. It's a
3: hot new social network. No, not the social <laughs> There's network. There's nudity on it. All of these people... Jesse, Tumblr is like Twitter, but it, with nudity.
1: All of these people are doing it for... Hair tips? Like, for get exercise, gifs, and animated athletic gifs? Covers. Competition, and it's not part of my life. It's not a performative thing that's being pushed in my face, uh, and I don't. It doesn't concern me at all. It's like as though they were a swimmer, you know, or a cyclist. Mm-hmm. Although cyclists, a lot of times, if somebody gets really deep into it, they start wearing those pants in public. All right, but when they're not on the bicycle, you know. But suicidal tendencies hat that doesn't say suicidal tendencies on it. <laughs> <laughs> but tumbling, <clears throat> mm-hmm. okay. So tumbling, um, devil sticks, <clears throat> uh, clowning. Okay. Um, Crumping. And I would say so as just, somebody who's do, who in theater school did some clowning, that uh, I think that a lot of comedy performers would benefit from doing that, having that as part of their training. Um, and, and just because clowns are often the worst doesn't mean they always have to be the worst. In fact, 10 West, our friends 10 West, hmm. both have clowning training and are both fucking brilliant. Um, that, however, was, that was great.
3: I saw that show. Yeah. I, however,
1: yeah. generally it is the worst. Um, and I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looping much magic into this. Mm -hmm. It's not directly in this group, but it's related is directly, it's the closest thing. It's the closest thing that's not necessarily in the group.
3: Yep. I see it. There's a, there's a top hat involved.
1: Yeah. You see the, you see the things I'm talking about, right? You can understand what I'm describing. Oh, I absolutely understand what you're describing. Yes,
3: I would probably know one
1: exception for people. Anyone who's learning how to fit the maximum number of people in a tiny car, Mm -hmm. I'm in support of that. I would like to see you trying to do that. That sounds fun to me. Like car designers? No, 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 (laughs) no, 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 no. I'm talking about like 20, 40 minivan designers. No, 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 no. Like 20 or 40 people in like an airport i talking like a shuttle going to the airport, like a flyaway shuttle. No, 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 no.
3: Like the that parking shuttle in that Dawn of the Dead remake where they put chainsaws out the side. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. That was really good. You finally got it. Really good. The clown car's amazing. Yeah, clown cars, and and also a clown car sincerely sounds fun to me if someone's bad at it. Well, then it wrecks. Well, who knows what happens. Something. Yeah. But yeah, unicycle. People go in and never come out. Unicycle is a central one. <laughs> well, they come out a different gender. That would be funny. I would say people doing things on a trapeze, but it's not related to gymnastics or whatever. To um, trapeze maybe is one of the better ones because you can't do that in front of you can't Tram- say hey look at this trampolining is a big one.
3: That I don't, I don't know what that what you're referring to. I mean the only thing I know about trampolining is like you don't know a lot about taking circus
1: classes. Just through, <laughs> through osmosis, yeah. like, you just cir- having high school friends that took circus classes, uh, I know about a lot of circus shit, and I hate all of it. But the trampoline is not a, is not <laughs> yeah, you're, a circus. You're rocketing end.
3: out of the stratosphere of relatability at this point. <laughs> but this, the trampoline is not a circus end in, unto itself. That is a People don't do a trampoline act at the circus, do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they absolutely it's do. It's called a trampo act. All right. It's not called that. I don't know. That doesn't seem amazing to yeah. me, but I guess it could be. I think. I mean, I think. It's I guess, not that I guess, I guess I mean, we do a lot of guess, flips and stuff. I guess okay. the real world. I didn't go to theater school. Version of this is like,
1: yeah, guy on the quad who's juggling, or guy juggling at and unicycling are probably yeah, the things that, you're most yeah, likely to sure. have experience. General. I saw a guy riding a unicycle down the street in Brooklyn the other day, sure. and I was like, oh Jesus fucking Christ! Hmm. You know, hang it up, wrap this thing up, put it away. You know? So um,
3: you're, you've uh, talked about motorcycle riders and uh, unicycle riders and jugglers. And my sister does all of those things. Went to clown school. Really? Yeah. she good at them, though? She is. She's pretty mm-hmm. good. And she can juggle
1: five. I bet it was kind know, of annoying when she was learning to do those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super annoying. <laughs> yeah. Super annoying. Yeah. No, <laughs> you she see really... why I want – just learn to play the guitar. That's a perfect <clears throat> one. A, when you get good at it, it actually will get you girls. Sure. And B, the rest of the time, you're just with your three guitar buddies. You're doing it in your bedroom, you know, with your headphones on, learning to shred or whatever. You're not getting up in people's business unless you're playing acoustic guitar parties, which maybe is what you're about yeah, to Yeah, yeah,
3: sure. that happens. It happens. Yeah, that is pretty It's annoying. unfortunate it happens. Yeah, I feel like and the, I, the listen, amount of time I've been that that— guy. I have been that guy. Really? Oh, yeah. It's brave of you to admit here. This is a safe It was space. a long time ago
1: unless yeah. you sir, except for circus yes, yeah. then you will be berated um, yeah so does what i'm saying make sense though the distinction i'm making oh it makes perfect sense and then and then it look if you're a 17 year old and for the fast 5 years I'm just you've saying, been I learning it, to do I close think up magic it comes from it comes from a deep, from a deep personal you. place right now well i'm re- i'm reflecting to you a trauma sure. that i experienced sure. in my teenage years I mean, yes I, I
3: think there's something there's something about teenagehood that brings this stuff about like you're exploring stuff like you're trying to figure out what the hell you're gonna do and like
1: sure and if those things those are the things that cross your transom and you you that's why i'm encouraging young people who are out there get yourself a guitar learn to cook (laughs) here's two great hobbies (laughs) that people will that will bring you tremendous fulfillment well into the future but if you're worried that people don't like you, both of them will make people like you eventually. Have you seen Michael Motion? Have you
3: seen that guy? The, no, uh, no. No. Amazing, amazing juggler. Like if you start, start saying, hey, no teenagers can go and learn how to juggle now. I will say. We'll never have great jugglers again. I will say I'm that not willing to live in that world.
1: I've, <laughs> I juggler-free I've seen, world. I've seen really amazing jugglers and it just upsets me. I think. I do, wh- even I think a really can- amazing juggler, I don't like.
3: Really, I think we yeah. can
1: all agree that
3: Chris Angel set this whole thing back ten years.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah, oh boy i don't know much about him. I also watched this documentary He's a about teenage gothy magic guy I watched this documentary about teenage magicians, and I was just it was so hard to watch it. They were such sweet kids. what were they doing with their lives?
3: yeah, yeah. they were being teenagers
1: yeah I think I think you take some take some mushrooms go out behind the shed <laughs> I guess this is for people that aren't on top of that yet
3: or yeah, they are they don't have and access
1: they... to mushrooms or a shed probably I bet circus school is a real fuck fest Oh I bet
3: probably is yeah yeah I think that's the thing is they hilarious fuck fest Right absolutely I think that's the weird thing is that like you start it because you're a kid and then at some point, it either gets you laid or doesn't get you laid and you what? continue with it or it always... don't continue. You, you, and you, I you... And I'd say maybe getting laid is kind of a broader, a, a broader point, <sighs> maybe a broader term for social acceptance. Okay. <laughs> but also, you, you want to get a blowjob out of it, absolutely. But yeah, just like, but I guess getting laid can also include, I've, it, this got me a friend group or this got me a crew. So yeah, I think if you get into magic and you just fucking meet some magic dudes who get you and maybe there's a magic girl in the group, or guy, an assistant, uh, the, a, yeah, lovely right, assistant. a lovely assistant. Um, that just like propels you into, you know, geekdom about it. Anyway,
1: but yeah. God bless. I mean, there's em. no doubt about that. I'm yeah. just saying, I'll go to the go to the local, you know, commercial kitchen where you can rent a space. I'm not willing to go up with, some... with your cool buddies. I'm willing, make I, a listen. souffle. Yeah, there learn are... to
3: make a souffle. Yeah, that's. That's going to be less annoying. I do yeah. going up to your friends and saying you want to try my soufflé <laughs> as a teenager in, yeah. in your high school.
1: I look. I do think also the kids at in, in about a in school, peanut butter cookie. <laughs> Everybody likes peanut butter cookies. Even teens love peanut butter cookies. I bet the kids. It would be hard to turn down a in, peanut butter cookie.
3: I bet yeah. the kids in high school who have the cooking club probably get beat up more than the kids who practice magic. I mean, no, I guess you could give the bullies true. some
1: cookies. And there's also girls in the in the cooking club. Yeah. But that you've been desexualized to them because you're in the cooking club. But they have friends. I, yeah.
3: I think that we should let teenagers be teenagers and then
1: we're going to get great circus performers What someday. about 20-year-olds yeah. though? This is where my concern really starts to blossom.
3: Yeah. I think that you're still figuring it out. Everybody, yeah, everybody. That's why I'm trying to give these people guidance. <laughs> everybody deteens at a different rate. Right. I don't think that you can do that. I think that people people will follow uh, their magical rainbow where it leads. Rainbows are great. Yeah? What if think it we leads can all make agree. me
1: watch juggling? When was the last
3: time someone made you watch juggling? I think this is a deep wound and you need to close it. Probably you need, to, you need yeah. to
1: solder it up. It's probably How long has that been? How college? long has that been? I had to learn to juggle in high school. Oh, somebody it. really Water must up? have juggled poorly. Oh, yeah. To oh, like is this. this. No, it's the worst when they're good because then they do it for a long time. Because <laughs> then they do it for a long time and you have to keep watching. Yeah. I guarantee you. It's I amazing would... feat. I'm not going to say it's not an amazing feat. It's just not that <clears throat> great to watch. All right. I used to do
3: one where uh, it, when I was in my juggling phase and I came up where, with a trick where I would juggle two balls and a uh, razor and shave while I was <laughs> – um, that sounds all right. That's pretty amusing. Yeah, yeah. I bet you I had to go to way more. I'd give that thirty uh, seconds. <laughs> I bet you I had to go to way more annoying UC Santa Cruz theater parties
1: than you did. Yeah, in you my did. four years. So you did. I, probably, I bet. I bet that my high school theater parties sure. at my theater school in high school were more annoying than. Oh, ab- guaranteed. But I'm just saying,
3: it's time to close the wound. I don't want. I don't want this to be a personal thing that keeps you
1: up at night. You know. Yeah.
3: Just let it go. Nobody. I'm going no, day to day. How many, how many people are juggling in your face these days?
1: Yeah, nobody really juggles. Nobody I guess now that face. I have a kid, though, yeah. I'm just worried that oh,
3: absolutely we go down the wrong path. And I I, I encourage All of a that. Eric Drysdale.
1: Oh no, come wait on! Wait a minute. What? No. A successful
3: comedy writer. Eric with a job the best. that anyone would <laughs> That's kill like a for. Best
1: case scenario. Yeah. Come on. I've looked at Eric. Would Drysdale's- on premium blend with Tommy Davidson? I've perhaps at- the best premium blend. I've looked at Eric Drysdale's parody. Viewmaster reel. It's fucking hilarious. Sure. Oh, thank you for plugging it. It's delightful. It's called The Man with Feet. It's a great. If you have a Viewmaster, yeah. you should get it. And if you don't have a Viewmaster, you should get a Viewmaster so you can get it. I think let's, thank you very we much. All,
3: we should all just be thankful that we're at a place in our lives where we're not being forced to watch Circus Skills. And maybe somewhere or, in Berkeley, mm-hmm, some guy's getting some balls juggling in his face. But you know what? We're here. Nobody's juggling. Okay.
1: Yeah. But I'm just saying. Maybe people, there's a guy at a bar downtown with an annoying mustache. I Here's three ideas. Yeah. Basketball, cooking, yeah. playing guitar. Okay. Basketball isn't open to everybody. That's true. Okay. Put a hoop. You can shoot hoops. Shoot free throws not, behind your house. I was just not going to be shooting hoops. Could.
3: I was not well, going That's
1: why I gave three options. Yeah.
3: And I'm not going to cook because of the reason I mentioned before because my mom's doing it.
1: We'll Get your own – get a commercial kitchen. That's the idea. A I commercial kitchen. Yeah, go right in the space and it come What about archery? Kitchen.
3: Archery's probably pretty Archery's good. Archery's
1: pretty good. That's pretty solid. It'll help you out during Jewish field day. Nobody – nobody
3: – it's – I guess when you're showing your you friends and you're I bad know, at, that at it, you, you could kill them. You can go to yeah. the Olympics.
1: <laughs> Anything you can go to the Olympics in is solid as far as I'm concerned. Even curling. All right. I could see that. Anything you can go to the Olympics, I'm open to. And in, if it's archery – you could probably go to the Olympics. I mean, you, all you got to beat is Gina Davis. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like you're in. The, that's the barrier to entry.
3: You got to beat Davis. You you mentioned that in every pod, every episode of this podcast, right? I try About to. Yes, Gina Davis.
1: We have a. It's yeah. my favorite thing in the world. It's, if that's what you're asking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> also, we're in a rut. Also, <laughs> it gives me it gives me hope for my own future. <laughs> maybe one day I'll I'll acquire a skill. Mm-hmm. That will impress Well, people. not if you keep disparaging
3: people who try to yeah. who try to make something yeah. of themselves, Jesse.
1: That's a really good point, Eric. Can I tell you one thing about- Enroll. What I'm saying is enroll in cloud school. Can I tell yeah. you one thing about dorkery? Cloud <laughs> school.
3: Oh, okay. That's
1: what. Eric, can I tell you one thing about dorkery that is positive? hmm So as you know, Eric, Jordan, I don't know if you knew this, but at MaxFunCon East, Eric taught uh, or led a seminar in- uh, 3d slide viewing yes um with these portable 3d mm-hmm. s- slides um, which i thought would probably be kind of neat so i went to it and i will say that going in i kind of had a migraine and so i was not in that great of a mood but i felt like i should get out there and check one of them out and this one seemed more peaceful than most of the rest i will say what you do is you put a slide into this viewer that looks not wildly unlike a Viewmaster or like those binoculars they use on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you look through it and it gives you a different picture for each eye and it's lit up internally. I have to say, it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> it was so amazing. Eric made this claim before he passed them out. He's like, oh, it's, I, for me, it feels kind of like stepping into a time machine. I was like, yeah, I mean, people say that about, like, looking at old magazines. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, or just old vernacular photographs. Sure. I will say. Drinking a nog. It was like fucking stepping into it. It it was totally transporting in a way that I've never felt from any other uh, media. And so I salute you for dorking out on that because it brought a lot of joy to my life. Oh, thank you. It was a real pleasure to do. And and it
3: was something, and again, like, we can talk about it and- The thing is, is that the only way that like you invited me and it was great because that is the perfect venue, like having 10 people to look at these viewers and blow their minds with that stuff. But you can't like you're not going to get the same feeling from projecting them or and that's uh, that's why I made a Viewmaster reel rather than something else, because I love the the feeling of looking at a
1: scene through lenses in 3D. Yeah, it was totally amazing. So. I just – I'm going to throw that out there. If you want to get into stereoscopy, teens, <laughs> you're, you're really, you'll are you really really have a ch- – number one, it's quiet. You can do it by yourself in your room and then go out and socialize later. And also, you're going to blow somebody's fucking mind. When you have a good friend comes over and says, aren't you – what is all this stereoscopy stuff here? This friend is familiar with the, with the sure. terms of art. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to say, hey, how about this? Take a look at this. This is a store display from a department store in the 1950s. This is, this is a Jewish wedding from the 1940s. They're going to look through the fucking thing. It's going to blow their mind. So that's four. Guitar, okay. <laughs> basketball, uh, uh, stereoscopy, and cooking. Four great things that you can pour yourself into if you need something. Are we steering
3: children away from the dramatic arts entirely? I don't think that's a comprehensive list, but it's a good start.
1: How about uh, how about fucking uh, knitting? Girls love to knit together. Sure. They get make friends that way. You get a nice scarf at the end or a sweater. I think all these things are happening. I know. That's why I'm encouraging <laughs> okay. people okay. to go down these roads. But I'm saying is that— Fundamentalist religion. That's go to too? a revival. Sure. Go to a revival meeting. Oh, or handle s- handle some snakes. <laughs> but what I'm saying
3: is that God will protect you from their venom. This is part of teenagehood. Is exploring these things, and to say that to say that one way, yeah, I almost think that teenagerdom would be incomplete without some goofy embarrassments. Yeah. you know, like it's part of like what it's part of what gives you perspective as to what's not a goofy embarrassment. As a you know? grown
1: up, I feel it's my responsibility to teach the young people of America. You know, a lot of young people sure. listen to this. My own brother listens to mm. this. He's 17 ish years old. Yeah. <laughs> he listens to this program. He could be out there thinking about acquiring circus skills. It's true. You know what I mean? Don't make people come to your improv show. You know, don't yeah. make people look until you're any good, until you're good at yeah. it. Yeah.
3: I think, yeah, I guess that's just the thing with all that stuff is that when you get it, even a little bit. You're so excited. You, you just want people to watch it immediately. Your, your father, though, now, could you deny your son juggling balls? If he said, I really want to have some juggling balls, say dad, that. it'll be controversial. No, he's no, not no.
1: going to be familiar with tough. juggling
3: balls. He, no, he might, he might be exposed to juggling Pick balls. it up on the street. Somebody might. Somebody might. i Some tough. Or somebody at school could be that kid no, and come live, up to him and say, "Do you want to see juggling?" And we live in him. a
1: religious community that prohibits juggling, <laughs>
3: so not Jewish, <laughs> where it's mandatory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but could you look in your
1: son's eye and say, "No, you cannot. You cannot juggle those balls." No, I wouldn't forbid him. I'd trick him somehow using my <laughs> superior. <to laughs> you would put a you would put a foul smelling film on the balls. <laughs> yeah, I'd do something. That encourage – it's like that episode – here's what it's like. Yeah. It's like that episode of King of the Hill where Bobby decides he's going to become a rodeo clown. <laughs> <laughs> and look, does it have a redemptive ending? Yes. Does Bobby become a rodeo clown? No. I'm not going to emotionally blackmail my child sure. into not doing something like this. But I am – I'm going I'm to make sure he's got a basketball and a whisk and a guitar – so that it's more convenient for him to go into one that's less. That's going to be less of a nightmare for It'll me. It'll be
3: hard to keep your
1: kid from three balls, Eric. What do you
3: remember? What do you remember? What, three, b- do you remember what of three you balls exists in child's lives?
1: <laughs> Just you'll have, yeah. you'll have to keep the ball count down to two. When sure. I had Where, to, when I learned to juggle, because I had to learn to juggle to pass this class that I took. Mm-hmm. This is a real thing in my high school. Is you had to learn to juggle too. Homec. I had to. <laughs> uh, I had to juggle with uh, scarves. I couldn't. Balls was way past my. And I'm good with balls. Jordan, will tell you that. <laughs> He's not that good. Oh, okay.
3: I just said that so he
1: wouldn't. He would leave. Jordan. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, you have to be you gentle. You I was really. You have, was, no, you have to be gentle. You're, you said I was assertive.
3: Yeah. You described it as assertive. I wasn't lying, but that's, that is
1: the element and of it skilled. that I did you said not I was like. Skilled. That was a lie. I'm not skilled? You're you're you know. Why did you write the word buffoonish on a piece of paper and hand it to me?
3: Oh, do you not know what buffoonish means? No, I know what it means. It means
1: inferior blowjob. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Eric Drysdale, Senior Trainee. Yeah, we've we've kicked him up a notch. He he ably defended two very difficult to defend things. Sure, in defending juggling and old fat guys on motorcycles
3: and a little The Grateful Dead. No, no, I didn't almost. really come down and favor of The Grateful Dead. Well, you
1: almost, but you came as close as anyone yeah. should feel comfortable doing it in okay. public. You're keeping a very diplomatic tone. Okay, which is great. Sponsors on this week's podcast? I don't want to make enemies. No. Let's just say you're a teenager. Mm -hmm. You're trying to find yourself. You're looking for good hobbies. Mm -hmm. And the four great ideas that I already gave you aren't working out. What would be a good website to visit, Jordan? Probably ask.benefilter.com. Yeah, just go to ask.benefilter.com. You can ask on there what are some great hobbies for teens to pursue. Animal husbandry. That will lead to blowjobs. Yeah. Or... Conolingus, sure.
3: Depending or, on the or gender, or just the social
1: equivalent, or the or yes. so- social, or
3: a so a satisfying social experience. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I use getting laid for shorthand a lot, and I feel like I I'm misunderstood, and that, I should clarify though. The, you've misunderstood what getting laid is. It's, <laughs> yes, it's synecdoche. It, it expresses a whole world. Is that you're always sure. wearing that condom? Right. Because I think every time I'm hanging out with my friends, having a great time, that's especially why I wear it to
1: George Jesse Go. I don't want to get an STD. Right. Teresa – Or I don't want to get this room pregnant. Teresa was bathing Simon the other day Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, you know, in the bathroom. Sure. And showing him, you know, oh, here's my nose. Here's your nose. Here's my ears. Here's your ears. And uh, he has a penis. Mm He's a boy. And uh, I pointed to his penis and said, pee, you know. Because he knows what a penis is. Sure. And uh, Teresa said, oh, I don't have a penis. And uh, he got confused and upset because they had just been playing this game where they show yeah. the different parts. And Teresa yelled out to the kitchen. Uh, she's like, Jesse, can you come in here for a minute? I need you for a second. And so I came in knowing none of what was going on. And uh, she turned to me and said, Jesse, can you take your penis out? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what? And she's like, just show Simon your penis. He needs to see a penis right now. Oh, so I'm like, okay. So I took my penis out and he, and and I said, penis. And he said, pin and pointed at his penis. Okay. All right. So it That's was nice. a really fun father-son moment. Yeah. We should point out that my son is 16 months. All of this was totally appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> right. These are completely appropriate things. Anyway. Speaking of that kind of fun stuff, let's get back to our sponsors. <clears throat> um, Compass Rose Design. You know who is the founder of Compass Rose Design, Jordan? I don't. Our old friend from our college radio days, Creek. Oh, terrific. Creek from KZSC. Uh, they make beautiful uh, jewelry both for men and women. Okay. Um, they make, uh, a lot, most of the things they make are, are from actual vintage and antique no, like, I've heard that their slogan is, where fashion meets history. That's absolutely correct. So, for example, mm-hmm. I uh, I, just did this thing, uh, I just did this thing for a popular website on which vintage and handmade things are sold. Mm-hmm. Okay, Etsy. I used to do this thing for Etsy, and one of the things they had me do was curate some items. Mm-hmm. So I chose one of Creek's things, and it was a, set, a tie bar and set of cufflinks that were made from blazer buttons from uh, the New York Railroad. Um so they that. had they were all you know from the 50s or something like that or maybe even older and she had trans- she and her husband run this company where they make things like that they make lots of cool things for both men and women um and uh they're gorgeous i think they're really wonderful cool things i think uh they're great And um, they have just celebrated their third year of doing this full time.
3: And uh, I've heard uh, people can get a 15% discount if they type in JJGO15.
1: Yeah. Just go to CompassRoseDesignJewelry.com. CompassRoseDesignJewelry.com. And JJGO15, you get 15% off your first order. Um, And look, we both remember Creek from our college radio days she, she happened to notice that I was doing Put This On. She got in touch with me. She's one of the most wonderful people you could ever hope to meet. Just a really co- like absolute best-case scenario of what a lady that you knew from your community radio station is like. Um, <laughs> and I'm really happy that we could support her by doing this. So uh, compassrosejewelry.com and JJGo15 for 15% off. And we have one item up on the Jumbotron this week, the podcast Fantastic Neighborhood hosted by Fred and John. It's an NYC-based podcast about balancing grown-up lives and
3: playing video games. Occasionally, they tackle issues related to games, and sometimes they try their hand at radio theater. And uh, apparently, a f- f- a fun little piece of uh, Max Fun trivia. John, one of the hosts, was the guy who got engaged on the first Max Max Fun episode of Mabim Bam.
1: Oh, that's really cool! Yeah. So, if if you're interested in a show about games and about being a grown up, which I think is probably a significant portion of our audience, sure. right? Uh, Sounds you like can a great fit. Fantasticneighborhood.com. If you want to get up on the jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash jumbotron. 100 bucks for a personal message, 200 for a commercial message. If you want to advertise on Jordan, Jesse, Go! for your business in a more regular, traditional-type way, uh, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org, T-H-E-R-E-S-A at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go! It's Jordan, Jesse, Go! I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eric Drysdale, associate. He is. Mm-hmm. We kicked him up. I, you know why? I liked his attitude. He's always on time. Cut of his jib. Yeah, because this guy's got a great. Do you think jib by guy. the end of the show he'll fire us? Yeah, probably so. Oh boy, uh, you know, wasted by our own patard. You know how I could tell I liked him? Hmm. I called him into the bathroom. I said, "Take out your penis," <laughs> <laughs> and you used it to teach a young child about the yeah. differences between boys men and girls. And women. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was really. It was a really good teachable
3: is it, moment. Is, is, is it? I imagine you you would have to do something. I and I don't want to. I'm not trying right. to have a peek into you and Teresa's sex lives. That's right. not what I want. Right. I want you guys to have all the privacy in the world. Right. But it seems like Why after do you keep
1: skulking around, I just enjoy a skulk. Okay, good. I'm you an enjoy am, a nice. I'm,
3: skulk. A, I'm an amateur ninja. Sure. And I'm afraid that you'll <laughs> make fun of me because I'm trying a new hobby. Sure. Um. I imagine what I would want as a man after that is something immediate, something very erotic to happen after my penis was used as a teaching tool. No, not at no. all. Zero. No, no. Oh, not. But, but to to reaffirm to myself that my penis oh. is not just a diagram, and not, and like this is some. This is. I, I am. I think that's something that you could tackle on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly. I think Eric covered seems like this territory. Let's take some calls. I guess my point is, I don't. Want, I wouldn't. I <laughs> would Eric feel... just hit a home run. Yes. I don't know if you were listening. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want my penis de-eroticized to that degree. I think to to a certain extent, mm-hmm. when you're in a family relationship, yeah, being doing family man things is part of what might make you erotic to your partner. Sure. So while generally that might mean, you know, cleaning up in the backyard or something Mm -hmm. uh, or fixing something, um, doing a good father type thing, it also fits into that.
3: I, don't, I just don't Cooper think fans. that anybody would expect that it would have to happen right away, Jordan.
1: Yeah. yeah I think <laughs> your turnaround is going to be your issue yeah. but, you know, you, with, you, with the scenario you, put you a, described. put a bag on the little kid's head. <laughs> Go to town. No, it says not to do that right on the bags. No, no, it says... Because this kept coming up. No, it says that they're great toys. <laughs> no, it does not say that. I think you read those too hastily. Mm-hmm. It was too hasty of a reading yeah. of the text on a plastic bag from the grocery store. You should probably draw the line at at, like, putting a hat on your penis and doing a little puppet show. Let's take some calls. (laughs) Let's take some calls, Jordan.
0: Hey, JJ go. this is Bill calling on the road from uh, Pennsylvania. I'm someone who only recently became a
3: fairly regular driver, and I didn't grow up in a rural area, but I decided uh, for fun to drive out to near uh, Amish country in Pennsylvania today. And I uh, had my first cow-in-the-middle-of-the-road experience, was just driving on some really back roads, and uh, came upon a cow, and I slowed down and came to a stop, and the cow took an awful long time to decide whether or not it wanted me to use the road, and uh, then waited for me to take a picture, and seemed to be mugging for the camera a little bit, and uh, then eventually let me go by. So that was my uh, momentous occasion for today, and uh, since I've been listening to JJ Co. on the road while driving around. I thought it was an appropriate time to call in. Thanks. Love the show.
1: I like the guy sold his experience.
3: Sure. On its like head, he was ex- maybe not just, you know, blow by blow, maybe not the
1: most interesting thing in the world. But the enthusiasm I, I felt like was great. I like the idea of a cow mugging for the camera. Sure. I think that detail sold the story to me. If you're a city slicker, a cow's a big deal. Yeah. First cow. First cow in the road experience—it's eh, just not that momentous, though. That's the—that's the, that's the sure. Achilles heel of, uh, of of the story. Is that it's it's not that uh, it's not that momentous. Mm-hmm. But you know, know, if if you... I thought he was going to eat scrapple or yeah, sure, buy a shaker chair or something, <laughs> be in a jug band, raise a barn.
3: These yeah. are all. These are all more momentous rural things to be doing bathtub gin Make fuck it. a mennonite fucky right exactly
1: you know these are the kinds of things that would be more momentous from my perspective fuck a shaker because they're not supposed to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, that's why they're, that's why they shake so much right don't, isn't that the thing with shakers no shakers? shakers don't exist anymore right i don't know i think shakers are the ones that who don't makes exist the furniture. Anymore. The shakers used to make the furniture okay. when they existed, but because they didn't have sex, they yeah. no longer exist. Yeah, that's a hard sell. Ooh. That is a hard sell. They yeah. re- okay, I don't know. I mean, you do get to learn how to make that really beautiful utilitarian furniture, sure, very minimal. Yeah, it, it it was modern before modern existed. Yeah, you know. So there is that. But what are but you going to do? Can't. What are you going to do when you're on shrooms behind the chill out tent? Just shroom out, you shake. Man. I All guess you <laughs> shroom you shake out. around. <laughs> I take another call.
0: Hey, Jordan and Jesse. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I am 33 years
3: old and substantially drunk for the first time in my life. Wow. Um, and the reason that I'm drunk is because I have the first real job of my life with a tech company that provided a substantial amount of alcohol at our company party tonight, which I just got home from.
0: So... Yeah, I just wanted
1: to share. She um, is not planning well. That's yeah, that's all. You know, you're drink a lot. For, number one. Thank you for calling in. You're absolutely thank correct. You. This is a momentous that's occasion. Absolutely. Now that having been said, as a non-drinker myself, mm-hmm. I've never been substantially drunk personally. I would say that if I was going to start, I probably wouldn't pick company holiday party at a new job. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. That
3: seems like poor planning on her part. That's yeah, you get drunk at the holiday party when you when you've reached a point in your life where you drink to cope. Yeah. Like that's that's why you get drunk at the holiday party. Yeah. Is because nothing will make that tolerable.
1: Right. Other than or being because, very drunk. Or because you see you see uh you know, you see a tent but you don't have any sure. shrooms. <laughs> right. That's the other reason you get. But to I get guess,
3: the like, I, I mean, maybe just, she's just really good eggnog. Yeah, maybe she's just in a situation where she loves her coworkers and they socialize already, and this felt fun. But that, yeah, that's rare. I would say that's
1: that's the exception to the rule for sure. She did say it was a new job, right? She did. yeah, she so said it was a new job. Risky. You wanted thirty three, yeah, sure. That's a new record, by the way. For me, for me, from hearing about people, yeah, drinking for the first time. Absolutely, the from a previous record held by public radio celebrity Ira Glass. Oh yeah, what didn't, was his? Didn't drink until he was thirty. How hmm. about it? According to what he told me, that inspired me. I was like, "Shit, maybe I should start drinking." <laughs> I was thirty at the time. Never had, yeah. never had a drink. I've ne- well, I mean, I've I've taken communion at church. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've done champagne toasts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But no, I've you know, I've, I, you know my, sometimes my wife will have a cocktail. So she'll be like, "Do you want to taste this?" I'll taste it. And not like it, probably. I, you know, it's kind of interesting, but it's not something I'd you know be invested in. Cocktails are definitely better than beer. I think you really have to get you have to treat to t- trick yourself into liking beer. There's a hump, yeah, for sure.
3: I will say that I will say that once you get over that hump, it's the most satisfying thing you can drink. Really, like, it's amazing. Yeah, really, it's beer. A, yeah, and I and I don't like drinking it that much anymore. More because than of, wine, absolutely. For example, I mean, for
1: me personally. Because I'll tell you, I if I taste if I drink wine, I think oh, I can see how people really are get into this. Oh, sure. Another great thing for teenagers to get into. Yeah, right. W- drinking, drinking, drinking. By yourself. It's something you Solo don't need other drinking. people to do. Exactly. It. You know what and I if mean? you go
3: up to somebody and say you want to drink, people will want to do it. That yeah. way when you go to the holiday party, you can
1: hold your liquor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good that's a better path. It's a better path. Okay, next call. How many calls we got left? Two? One? Two. Okay, next call. Hey, this is Simon in Edmonton. I'm calling it a momentous occasion. My girlfriend and I just went to our first CrossFit workout because we're horribly out of shape and we are trying to make a positive change for our lives so that we can be the best. More powerful than ever. Thanks. I'm I'm of two minds here. On the one hand, I really sincerely support people pursuing good health and exercise on the other hand crossfit is the circus skills of the exercise world
3: Boy, i know a couple crossfit people it's uh that is that is apt that is an apt comparison and what is that exactly it's it's well, yeah, I could probably explain it about as well as you explained the Jewish bow 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 arrow holiday. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's something, but I guess I guess the, maybe Jesse, you know more it's about like it. But it's like a mixed workout yeah.
1: where you do all kinds of different stuff, and they surprise you with what it is. Like you oh. don't know what you're
3: doing, and then boom, kettlebells or like boom, medicine balls. Yeah, boom, we're gonna run a lot. Axe boom, you swinging, know. tree yeah. chopping. Yeah. Um yeah, boy,
1: I don't know. It seems have you seen Dave Holmes lately, Jesse? No, I know Dave Holmes is really into it. He's probably pretty cut, huh? Dave Holmes looks great. And he's a great looking guy. He's a, has it's always man. been a great looking guy. Dave 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 Holmes is beautiful inside and out.
3: Yeah, and there's a CrossFit place by my house and the attractiveness of the people going in and out of it is pretty amazing. I'll tell you that. I feel like a real dumpus when the CrossFit people come into the coffee shop the same time I'm in the coffee shop.
1: When I was in uh, in what do you call that physical rehabilitation, mm-hmm. physical therapy for after my car accident, um, my physical therapist's mentor uh, was telling me I needed to do more exercise to make up for the fact that my back was injured to improve my core strength and blah, 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 blah. You know, like maybe I should do Pilates or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really like doing any kind of exercise that doesn't have a like a uh, competitive aspect to it or a game aspect <clears throat> to it. And uh, I'm not good enough at any games to compete mm-hmm. reasonably anymore because now the only people we've discussed this on the show but the only basically the only people who compete in athletic competitions as grown-ups are way better at it than i am i was always a b minus at sports Mm -hmm. i enjoyed sports but i was never great at them i was never horrible but but all the people who are like me have fallen off of sports right the only thing left is assholes so at my age so you're stuck on a treadmill so I'm stuck with a treadmill, which I, hey, I can't imagine treadmilling. And so, um, and so this guy, he goes like, yeah, you got, why don't you come out to my CrossFit? We'll, ch- we'll change your mind. Like, we'll, really, <laughs> we'll really kick your ass and you'll come begging for more. And I'm like, that does not sound good to me at all. Sounds horrible.
3: Yeah. If you're going to pay that kind of money for that kind of situation, you want it to be like a dungeon.
1: <coughs> yeah, I want
3: so You want it to be a weird sex I want dungeon. a safe word. Yeah. The end of the day, I want a safe word. Yeah, I, I have a couple of CrossFit friends who are who are good friends and and and, and wonderful people. But all their like CrossFit related Facebook stuff is all pretty pretty uh, pretty dorky and obnoxious. But I don't know, you're you're hanging around with some great looking people, and it, it, it I feel like the result. I mean, everybody I know
1: who starts it gets in great shape. I already have a beautiful wife. Who am I? What am I trying to prove?
3: Yeah, you're trying to stay alive. I'm a professional. <laughs> <pod>. <laughs> Let yourself you're go. You're Trying to
1: stay alive. That's a really good point. Yeah. Man. Eric, didn't you mention that you you take, took up exercising relatively – didn't you mention that in our stereoscopy class?
3: I did. I did. I, I uh, About two years ago, I started going to the gym because every time I went to the doctor, he said, go to the gym. <laughs> and uh, uh, I have a cholesterol problem and I said – and I think that part of it was that I had a, um, I had the same problem. Like I didn't – I was not – uh, the coolest kid in school. I did spend a fair amount of my time in lockers. I'm surprised and, to hear that, <laughs> but continue. Um, uh, and I always I always saw fitness and sports and things like that as the realm of the enemy. And uh, I think that it, that kept me from
1: being actively interested in exercise. Are you really saying to me that your gift for topical satire was not enough to keep you out of those <laughs> lockers? <laughs> no. Uh,
3: but um, I bought the first pair of, sneakers that i had ever worn in 20 years wow what did you wear before sneakers i wore doc martens and the big heavy boots first of all which was terrible terrible idea i thought that you know just by not wearing like i I was rejecting just right out of hand the idea of wearing sneakers
1: and you figured within five years you would be dating janine garofalo (laughs) (laughs) right that's why people put on doc martens isn't it
3: I just knew that I didn't want to wear sneakers because that's what the people who put me in the lockers wore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, but I, but look, I'm wearing, I'm, You're wearing, wearing, yeah, sneakers I'm right wearing sneakers right now. Sneakers right now. You're wearing a nice practicality sne- has won over identity politics. <laughs> yeah. What kind of exercise do you do at the gym, though? I run on a treadmill, which is really boring. But I listen to podcasts, um, and and watch news shows, and it's it's bearable. Yeah,
1: I gotta, I gotta, I gotta change my life. Jordan. It's bearable, and I,
3: I do feel better.
1: Exercise 2013. What do you think?
3: Oh yeah, to, totally. I, I had exercise 2012. It's I've, I've been having a great time with it. Doing all that yoga, doing a lot of yoga, a lot of hiking. Really, you should try hiking. Hiking's great, especially you and like Teresa that. can do it together. You can you bring the baby with I you. I really hate
1: hiking. Yeah, I juggling. Really don't like hiking. Hiking for I should me do is athletic juggling, juggling on a treadmill yeah. maybe.
3: <laughs> Hiking's great for me. I mean, I, I. Uh, I mean, I use it as podcast time or social time if someone will come with me. But uh, but yeah, it's it's been nice. But it also has a wandering around element to it that I also
1: like. So yeah, I hate nature.
3: But I would say I would I would say yes, momentous occasion.
1: Yeah, no, definitely momentous. Just you, you know, just ease off on that CrossFit talk. Nobody wants to hear about that. Next call,
0: <laughs> Mr. Jordan, Mr. Jesse, and yes. Uh, I am calling to let you know that I just graduated from the uh, police academy. And, yeah, I spent the past six months getting pepper sprayed, uh, being scared shitless, uh, having the crap beat out of me. And it's a lot of fun. I've never been more proud of an accomplishment in my life. And after saying thank you to my family and friends who supported me uh, and having a nice lunch with all of them, First
1: thing I'm doing now is calling you fellas to let you know. This guy knows what the fuck was was is ready?
0: up. Mm-hmm. First thing I thought of. Well, after I thought of the people that I care about
1: most. And after you went into all that right. wind tunnel. Thank you. Have a good day. That's a momentous occasion. Absolutely. Yeah. We good haven't one. gotten that before. Now we've got, we got a friend on the force. I used, to,
3: I, got, I used to be able to hum the Police Academy theme song, and I wanted to do it <laughs> while that was happening. But all I could think of was, Da 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 that's the coach theme song. But wait, I also wanted to point out he mentioned that he was pepper sprayed and beaten up. And what was the other he said one other thing. But it sounded like that oh, yeah. that's not the thing that the
1: policeman does. That's they the thing have, that the criminal does. They <laughs> have police now, they now Is hold in... police academies in middle school uh, <laughs> gym locker rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so what you were
3: going through was just rudimentary police academy. Got it. You just chose not to pursue it.
1: You know what? You know what? You know what? That guy's going to be Michael Winslow. No, one of the <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwaite. No, one of the good ones. <laughs> oh, okay, one of the good ones. He's going to be out there standing up for our freedoms. God bless. Or him. whatever it is the policemen do. Yeah, handing out tickets. Sure, <laughs> but to scoff laws. He's going to be corralling scofflaws. Oh, yeah. Well, you to got to get those guys He's got corralled. the getting
3: beaten up experience to handle
1: it. Yeah. This guy. This guy's a class
3: act all the way. I bet there's more former nerds on the police force than you would think. Yeah. I bet
1: they're real dicks, too.
3: <laughs> like the what, mean right? Like the they mean, have something to prove? The mean nerds. Yes,
1: because they're, yeah. Because they're a mean nerd. That's who becomes a policeman, isn't it? I mean, a dick jock does, too. There's probably I would I'm gonna say I bet the I bet the if police... I was gonna guess uh-huh. and I would love for this guy to call in and tell us mm-hmm. <laughs> if I was gonna guess I would guess one third dickhead jocks mm-hmm. one third mean nerds mm-hmm. one third civic minded individuals interesting I would go yeah.
3: half civic minded a
1: quarter a quarter a quarter okay that's fair yeah. no that I, I'll buy that for a dollar I you could do just a,
3: because I'm hopeful I bet you could I'll do, do a
1: thing. similar breakdown with the military too. Mm-hmm. And also because you didn't grow up in the inner city. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, no, I think I'll buy fifty, twenty-five, twenty-five. Sure, absolutely. I'd like to see that. That's a that's a decent number because then there's more. You know, then the civic-minded individuals can can you know keep an eye on the the angry nerds. You know, make sure they don't get too into weaponry, mm-hmm. and the dickhead jocks make sure they don't get too into juicing. And control the crowds. Yeah, and control crowds. They ride a horse. Yep, horseback riding is another activity you can take up if you want to. You got to be rich for that one, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, you go for it. I don't give a shit. Horse dancing? <laughs> Probably not. Horse dancing. Yeah, don't do horse dancing. I want you to do steeplechase. Okay, you're gonna do something. Yeah, that's good. Fucking follow Donna's lead. Mm-hmm. Do something yeah. where horses run around and jump. This is our who's oh, in the yeah, Olympics. Yeah. yeah, you know, do something cool with a horse. I have the little fancy pants dancing around business. Dressage. Yeah. That's the perfect name for that. I feel like that got yeah. really perfectly named. Yeah. If only, if only it could be called, you know, His Royal Highness Dressage <laughs> of <laughs> Dubai. Yeah. You know, but yeah, besides that. Okay, 206-9844-FUN is our cool. number. Was Re- William Refrigerator Perry in the Police Academy movies? Hmm. It was definitely on the 1986 Chicago Bears. Okay. Is that a
3: Police Academy movie?
1: Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> okay. Well, that also had Bobcat Goldthwait, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. He was the quarterback, right? Uh-huh. No, Jim Harbaugh.
4: Hmm.
1: Well, we'll figure anyway. it out. Anyway, we'll figure it no. out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it
3: out. We figured out Wood Boner. Yeah. The Jewish Festival of
1: Crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hi. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eric Drysdale, senior associate. Yeah. Eric Drysdale. I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been to have you. This here is on
3: the really program. fun. Thank you, thank Mr. Drysdale. I need to us. take off early on Monday for a doctor's appointment. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, thank you, Mr. Drysdale. Is it okay if I wear my hat
1: backwards? Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Drysdale.
3: Uh, Mr. Drysdale, me and my hillbilly family struck oil, <laughs> and um, <laughs> we want to move to Beverly Hills. I don't know, Mr. Drysdale. Was excellent. The Beverly I Hill can Hills open boss, you. I can open account. Thank for you. you. Thank you,
1: Mr. Drysdale. I stuck my hand in the fryer. What do I do now?
3: Run? I don't know. Mr. Drysdale, I'm having my first gay thoughts. This is making me—you know what? I have to say this is legitimately making me anxious, calling me Mr. Drysdale. (laughs) Let's not. We'll we'll stop.
1: Mr. Drysdale, my erections lasted for longer than four hours. What do I do?
3: Have you taken Viagra or is this just a really long erection? I I saw a super sexy chick. I would say talk talk to Jordan about it. He seems to know a lot about it. He I does. do. I can, I can coach we're you through frankly, it. Frankly, we're both boner experts.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I've experts. Had, I've had a few. Yeah. I've had a sure. few myself. Sure. Cool. You gotta, cool, you, dude. Take, taking care of them yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah cool boners, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It'd
3: be a funny thing to happen in like, a, in, like a Fast Ridley? Times and Ridgemont High <laughs> type movie is like...
1: Hey, cool boner, dude! Yeah. Hey, cool boner, dude! Yeah, yeah.
3: And they pounded pound it out. Me one.
1: <laughs> oh, but he's like complimenting somebody's shoes, you know? Eric Drysdale is the creator of the only, uh, the only comedic, parodic, nineteen uh, sixties <laughs> spy sci fi show parody ViewMaster reel, and the best one,
4: definitely the best, <laughs> also
1: the best, definitely the creme de la creme of that genre. But you can you can just get that from like Amazon, right? You can go to Amazon, you can go to themanwithfeet.com.
3: It's actually man with feet with three E's. And why wouldn't it be? Or you can go to Man with Feet with Two E's because Because you're that's, sensible. Because yeah, I'm sensible. Yeah. And Amazon. I wanna I wanna uh drive traffic. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, you also like buying websites because you like those sexy videos on GoDaddy dot com. Yes. Um, but you can see stuff in those videos that you can't see in the commercials.
1: And Eric also writes for The Colbert Report, which you may have seen on television if you haven't. I'll just go ahead and recommend it. Good show. Enjoyable television program. Very You're going to get show. a lot of topical satire from that program, and you will enjoy it. And- Unless you got to, and by the book, stick up your pants by the uh, by the book this oh, holiday yes. season. I think you'll enjoy that. That's that got some like stereoscopy in it. It
3: does, which I had nothing to do with. Yeah. I mean, I, I consulted
1: a little bit. Seems but it was, weird that you didn't have anything to. do No, it's with. totally. It's they right? did a great that's job. A, pretty weird though that you didn't have anything to do with it. I mean, you are you're a that you It's okay. You're okay, you know what stereoscopy enthusiast. You know
3: what? You know what? Here is what I think is going on here. <laughs> they talk about. <laughs> You talk about, you know, the cult of comedy writers. Like right. To get, in, to get in good at The Simpsons, you have to have written for the Harvard Lampoon. Right. To be a writer on The Colbert Report, you have to be into old Viewmaster stuff.
4: Yeah, you got to be is. into stereoscopy. I understand. I know
3: about your skull and bone society. Yeah. Um. The book is called America Again, Rebecoming the Greatness We Never Warrant. <laughs> but by the Viewmaster Reels. Last Two. time yeah. –
1: Last time Stephen Colbert came out with a book, Uh, I was paid by Apple to fly to New York and do an interview with him. Do you think you could arrange that happening again? I I have no idea. Wait, wait. what do you mean? They arrange Apple? Apple? Yeah, just call Apple. Let them know that (laughs) Stephen Colbert has a new book. Uh And I'm available to interview Stephen Colbert. I did a great job. I did a fucking great job. I believe you. I didn't even get upset when the lady that gives away things for Apple Mm -hmm. uh, stood between me and Stephen Colbert while we were sitting facing each other about two and a half feet away from each other. And did she give you something? No. She gave Stephen Colbert a lot of things and discussed the different things that he got for free and then looked at me scornfully and left. (laughs)
3: Okay, I can't, I can't <laughs> Well, speak to be fair,
1: you were coveting Stephen Colbert's free items. I was she coveting could
3: feel, those items. She could feel the the coventry in your heart. Coventry? All yeah, I'm saying, is- <laughs> You know, the is. feeling
1: of wanting to join a group of witches. <laughs> I, I got coventry? A, I got Windows Phone 7 in my pocket right now, but I'm willing to go back to the iOS operating system. Mm. I'm a fucking digital media influencer. Let's do this. You'll tweet about it. Let's do this. Bring me to Unique Colbert. Impress impressions. I interview him. Give me the telephone. <laughs> Done. Drysdale. Make it happen. I can't promise that. Ask Dodgers legend Don Drysdale to do it. Can't promise or that. Or Dodgers legend Oral Hershiser. Yeah, ask Oral Hershiser. Get Hershiser on this. He'll to look through More them. More likely. Little round glasses. More likely. With a scoreless inning streak like that, how could anyone say no to Oral Hershiser? Am I right or am I right, Dr. Eric Drysdale? Or anyone named Oral. It's a good point too. Yeah. Well, we've had a lot well, of wait, fun. Well, wait,
3: that's oral oral Hershizers with an E, unlike oral, oral Roberts is with, with an, an A. O R A O. Yeah. Two oh. different. Oral. I don't know what that means for our <laughs>
1: discussion, but mm.
3: probably just, it's probably a game changer. I just wanted to Make sure everybody
1: knew. We've probably been here for too long. 11 hours. Brian Fernandez (laughs) is on the boards. Maximumfun.org. Join us on the forum. Review the show in iTunes. Please, please, review the show on iTunes. Yeah. Take a second out of your life. It helps us out. It helps us big time. It
3: puts us higher up
1: on the iTunes thing, which helps people listen. Our thanks thanks to Eric Drysdale, the delightful Eric Drysdale. Uh, We'll talk to you next time. Oh, our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Oh, well, shit, one more thing. What? I'm going to be in San Francisco on my Pocket Square World Tour. Okay. The day after Christmas. Go to putthison.com to find out more information. But if you want to come visit me, buy some samples from my Pocket Square business. Uh, I'll be at Wingtip from noon to 6 on December 26th, Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. Mm. I'm going to be hanging out with my mom. It's going to be me, me and my mom hanging out in what I'm told... By our uh, forum regular Janie is one of the most remarkable stores around. Wingtip, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be selling pocket squares at discount prices. Beautiful gifts for yourself and others. Spend some of that Christmas dough. Yeah, you know, you know grandma, Yeah, she's here. slipping you a twenty. Give that... you a couple saw bucks. Sure, come buy, her, come buy a pocket square. Handmade. Come on, can't beat that. Talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. <laughs>